Welcome to Flicks, my name's Daniel Swan, this is episode 93, in which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B discuss Avengers Infinity War, the Marvel Cinematic Universe equivalent of a large family reunion. And just like any family reunion, there's going to be tears and there will be death, right? Right? all been building to this the last 10 years of life for you for me and for you though you may not have realized it I suppose so. we're building to this 2008 marvel begins their huge experiment wildly successful experiment um with iron man um, John Favreau's still very, very good film. Yes. Holds the F up in a big bad way. Well done, John. Well done, John. Um, yeah, and it does, yeah, it does feel like there's a real kind of sense of culmination with this. With yeah, uh, Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. Makes one wonder, hey, what were you doing 10 years ago, Tiffany B? Gosh, I just don't know. 2008, so you were just finishing university. Wow, I was just... You were still in education. I was, you know, I had high hopes and dreams. It was before they were all dashed. <laughs> Been largely dashed. <laughs> and now, hey, ten years later, you're doing a podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if only you could reach back through time to your 2008 yeah. self and say, hey, don't worry, it all works out. You'll be on a podcast soon. I wonder where I went wrong, like which specific point it yeah, was. Yeah, whether there's like a in. real sliding doors moment. <laughs> say, you take this door, mm. it's, you know, fame, success. This happiness. door, happiness. Presumably, yeah. Attractive husband. Yeah. Multiple rich, dogs. Maybe. Rich, attractive husband, multiple dogs. Land. Land. <laughs> Staff. <laughs> No, I don't need the staff, just the land. You take this door, or are you going to maintain the land yourself? Well, I don't have a job, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm just frolicking. So you're just going to be a gardener. <laughs> um, what are we talking about? Avengers. Oh, yeah. Avengers Infinity War. Um, the eight years ago. Yeah, uh, ten, ten years, years ago. ago, yeah. So I this w- is number 19. This is number 19. The 19th film in 10 years. So had they always planned it that way? So the 20th one next year will be the the end, right, of this series or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're they're saying it's definitely going to be a kind of... A a, conclusion to this. Yeah, or a kind of rebirth kind of thing of what comes next, which I imagine what comes next will be X-Men, Fantastic Four heavily influenced but before that we've got Ant-Man and the Wasp so that'll be 20 and then oh, I think yeah. Captain Marvel as well will be 21 oh, so that'll be 22 so it'll be 22 in, in 11 years they've been busy haven't they <laughs> busy boys and girls um, I still remember in 2008 I went to see Iron Man in America actually it was when oh. I was travelling around America before I can't remember where I was but um it was in the a big, first one. The first one, yeah. It was in a big, uh, yeah, multiplex somewhere. Um, and uh, watched it, loved it, stayed till the end of the credits. 
and back then because people hadn't been conditioned. It's so funny being in the cinema last night and like I think one person left but he just went to the toilet and then he came back. Everyone's just so conditioned to like, well, you've got to stay till the end. Back then, not the case. Everyone left. Was it just you? It was just me and then they were like, there was a dad and his two kids like about four rows in front um, and the kids were bored because it's just a list of names and they yeah. don't care. And the dad was like, no, we're staying, we're staying. I've heard there's something afterwards, we're staying. <laughs> and then it gets to the end of the last thing and uh, Sam Jackson's there as Nick Fury. And he's like, uh, Mr. Stark, I'm, I'm putting together, uh, I've got a plan or I'm putting together a team or whatever. I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. And then the dad in front stood up. He was like, okay, kids, now we can go home. Okay. And then they all left. Um, yeah, so that's my abiding memory of uh, Iron Man. And 10 years later. It all comes full circle. Full You're back circle. in the US. Back in America, yeah, watching films. And there were people there, presumably some of them had kids. With kids, yeah. It's all just a fairy tale. Um, right, okay. So, yes. Infinity War. Do you want to just give a brief... Oh, I can't. Just uh, a brief kind of idea of the last ten years. What? What? You're yawning you just at the prospect. What do you mean? A brief... A, what do you mean? Just like... What just do you mean? From like Iron Man up I don't to... Know. Okay, there was Iron Man and others, and then here we are. <laughs> that's... that's a, well, what do you mean? Like, I'm just you joking, want me I'm to... being silly. Oh, I was um, like, I can't... I felt like I, I was being possibly. tested and I was failing terribly. Um, so this is, I mean, yeah, it's difficult to give a synopsis, isn't it? This is the, this is the culmination. Just they've so. built up all these individual yeah. heroes in their own films or their joint kind of team films mm-hmm. in the Guardians of the Galaxy case. Yeah. And now there's a big universal threat that yeah. they all need to come together to tackle. Everything's been pointing towards Thanos since Avengers 1, yeah. uh, six years ago, in the little post-credits sting where he turns around and has a little smile at the camera. Yeah. Um, and it's all been about these Infinity Stones. Yes. What has he been doing prior to this? He's mainly been sitting on a golden throne, as we saw in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, just chilling. Just chilling. Waiting for his moment. You know, you can't rush these things. No. You only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Mum's spaghetti. Um, I think there's the lyrics. It seems wrong. It seems wrong, but I'm sure I'm right. Um, And he has, yeah, it's all been built into this. The Infinity Stones, these six stones that were created at the beginning of time in the Big Bang. Um, Here's the test. Uh Reality, power. Time, space, mind, and soul. Shakao, not reading it at all. He knows. Very pleased with myself. Well, we have recapped them recently. We have done, yeah, pretty recently. Um, and at the beginning of the film, we know the location of five of these stones. We don't know one of them. One the of them. The soul stone. The soul stone is a mystery. Um, but the mind stone is in the forehead of the vision. The Space Stone is in the Tesseract, currently um, thanks to, after Thor Ragnarok is in the possession of one Loki Laufison. Um The Power Stone is on Xandar, after the events of Guardians of the Galaxy. The Reality Stone is in the hands of the Collector, 
um, after the events of Thor Dark World. And what is the fifth one? Doctor Strange. Yes, yes. Thanks, Alexa. Um, and the final one is the Time Stone, which is also AKA the Orb of Agamotto, the Eye of Agamotto from uh, Doctor Strange. So that's where they all are at the beginning, and then just everything kicks off in a major way. I don't think you can really build it up more than that. Don't doubt that for a moment. No. Um, Tiffany B, can I ask you something? Please. What did you think of it, in a spoiler-free context? In a spoiler-free context, Daniel, um, I would have to say I liked it. Nice. I thought it was good. Um yeah, and I don't know if maybe I liked it because I had low expectations. Why did you have low expectations going in? Because there's like 25,000 characters that we're trying to work with here. Yep. And I just thought nah. That's nah. not going to work. Nah, 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 nah. Um it's going to be too much. It's going to be really fragmented and it's not going to tell a like cohesive story. However, I think that it did. It did that. Um, and largely by uh, focusing its story on, on an, an individual, which was Thanos. And yes. I think, I think he was very interesting and um, was the kind of, yeah, the force at the, at the heart or the center of the film. And so I think that that was what, there was consistency there Yeah. Um, in storytelling. So overall, I think they just did a really good job of, and I, I think that, you know, they, they're lucky in some senses in that they don't have to tell individual people's stories because no. you already know. Like mm. if, you, if you hadn't seen some of the other films, you would be like, who the hell is this guy? Entirely lost, yeah. Or, you you know, you wouldn't get the context mm. of it or you wouldn't understand the relationships and stuff. You know, like Black Panther and Wakanda, mm. no context is given. No. They just kind of fly in yeah. and then stuff happens. Um, you know, the all of the characters just kind of... you. I feel like it, it's kind of a prerequisite that you yeah. at least know who they are mm. if you haven't watched the films. But you know, you know, you're familiar with them because otherwise you'd be like, I don't know who this guy is, and, and is it, this person a superhero or just a, you know, I don't know. You just wouldn't know. Yeah, and it kind of uses the past knowledge to kind of create little moments. Yeah. That have a lot more resonance. Yeah. Because they have the weight of those yeah. other stories behind them. Yeah. Yeah. So it uses that very cleverly, I think. Yeah. What did you think? In a spoiler-free way, please. I thought, it was, I thought it was very good. I was not worried. I think just the logical part of my brain, like you say, with the amount of stories, the amount of people, the amount of stuff it had to get in, Yeah. the logical part of my brain said they can't do... This is not going to It can't be a good film. Yeah. Um, but then I think I said that before Civil War as well, when there were like 12 people to fit in. Yeah. And now we've got, yeah, like you say, about 30. Yeah. Um, well, didn't we read something that said there's 68 main characters yeah, listed? Which I, I 
refuse to believe. I mean, we'll have is to that test even that out possible? Later. I don't know. Um, I mean, everything, anything's possible. Anything's yeah. possible. I'd like to point to out. those who dream. If you've got infinity stones, if you've got infinity stones, you'll have the stones. Um, yeah, I I thought it was it was gonna be a lot worse than it actually was. Um, I think it was. I enjoyed it as much as I could have done with it with it having everything that it needed to have in it. I thought they did the best possible version of what they had to do with it. Okay. Um, and I think that was very enjoyable. It had loads of great moments in it. Um, it is very fighty. Yes. There's a lot more fighting in this than there might be in other um, ones. Yes. And so if you're kind of of the thing like well superhero films are all just kind of people beating each other up aren't they there is a lot of that yeah there is a lot a lot a lot of that but i think in this context it's more um it's important to hear from you as a as somebody who i mean yeah as somebody who's been subjected to all of these films prior to but is not terrorized with i prefer the terminology of just cinematically molested with all of these films before but um yeah not necessarily having the kind of the fanboyish i mean my aesthetic distance with this is is minus wafer thin yeah. it would have had to have been the worst film ever made for me not to like it yes it would have whereas you went i have in a rational mind desperate to dislike it no like it, it you know if it's a bad film then you'll you know i'm happy to say so yeah but you said you quite enjoyed the fighting. Yes, yes, I did. Um, I thought that uh, it was surprisingly not tiring. Um, I And I think, actually, yeah, again, what was surprising for me is that usually I do tire of the fighting. Mm. And this film did have more fighting, mm. but I didn't tire of it. Um, so I, I think that is credit to the film because... Um, I think I'm definitely one of those people that are in that kind of audience that are like, oh, more kind of, how long can you lock superhero watch fatigue. people, you know, smashing each other into things mm. or whatever. Um, yeah, so there was definitely more fighting. Yeah, that's very true. A lot less in terms of character mm. for most, for the heroes or for most of the heroes yeah. largely. Um, yeah, but I thought I thought they did a really good job overall. Mm. Um and it's, it is, I mean, it's full on. There's yeah. a lot of things going on. Yeah. And I think afterwards, you know that, you know, you do, you come away from the story with a simple storyline. Mm. You know what happened. Yeah. Like roughly. Yeah. This, this is a film about Thanos and then this happened and this happened. But specifically each different group and what their objective was and what, you know, mm. it starts to get muddled because there's so much going yeah. on. If you had to you know go through the the series of events i think you'd struggle because mm. you'd be like no wait so hang on how did they know about that and then mm. he went there and then you know um so i think it's it's jam packed full of stuff and i think maybe that's why i didn't get bored yeah is because there's always something going on and the pace of it's very quick yeah there's not a lot of downtime yeah um it's all kind of pushing forward with something yes they've always got an objective a smaller objective in the larger thing yes exactly yeah so i think it did well with that mm. um yeah i i thought that that kept my interest yeah um and i do think that it 
as a general point, there is something very fun. Although, like you say, this is not a film for me, really. Mm. Um, going to the cinema. I think Marvel films have got the... At least for the films that I have seen in the cinema. The kind of... Um, they're the only films where people are, like, whooping and cheering yeah. and screaming and yeah. shouting things out like it's very enjoyable yeah. it's just to be around people that are clearly enjoying something yeah. so much you know yeah there's something that kind of easy to get swept along in the yeah. in the fun of it and i think that's that's a, a quite a feat especially nowadays because it makes you think actually you should go to the cinema to see these films yeah. because it is more of an experience than yeah. just watching it at home i'm very very um it's a great achievement to be able to do that as well because like reading about like other films that have that kind of rabid whatever and in terms of box office there's a lot of comparisons to the force awakens mm -hmm. but the force awakens was the first star wars film for 10 years or whatever yeah this is the first marvel film for two months yeah yeah but people are still still have that kind of rabid yeah. like Excitement. i just want to consume all of this yeah um and it yeah i mean uh, and the directors and everybody involved in it, Kevin Feige and the Russo brothers and the writers, just a phenomenal job. Yeah. Like, however, it, it, you know, it's not a perfect film. No. But the task that they had yeah. and they had to like sit down and say, right, okay, so how yeah, the fuck are we going to do this? that on your plate. Um, okay, write a story about like, 20 characters yeah and it's got to span multiple galaxies it's got yeah. to be about the end of the universe kind yeah. of um and uh yeah there's there's a new bad guy to set up there's yeah 20 new guys uh, 20 existing people that you need to bring in and you need to treat respectfully and yeah. you need to you know get the voices of 20 different characters that people already know and love um yeah so just um you've got three years Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Just impossible. But they did it. Yeah. They, they did it. Yeah. Um, and it's doing gangbusters, can I say. Um, so Is it doing all right? It currently sits at a 9.1 on IMDb. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is a 91% audience rating and an 84% critic rating. Which I think makes sense. Yeah, of course. Because it's yeah. the kind of thing... It's the kind of film where emotion... Yeah. And kind of event and spectacle Excitement. kind yeah. of takes over a little bit from uh, more... Rational thinking. Critical, yeah, thoughts. Yeah. Um, it made $39 million on Thursday night previews. So kind of from midnight onwards or, or kind of over on the that West Coast, think. like from nine o'clock onwards. Yeah. $39 million, which is the fourth, fourth biggest ever behind the last Harry Potter film. Um, and Ooh. Star Wars, uh, The Force Awakens and Star Wars, The Last Jedi, they both made slightly more. Uh, but it's the biggest one for the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe ever. Oh, it is. Uh, and then that led up to $105 million on just yesterday, on Friday. Um, which is crazy. How much did it cost to make? Have they made back their money Ooh. yet? Um, probably not, actually, I would say. And especially not when you talk about uh, marketing costs because marketing costs are never um, factored in really oh when, but uh, like even just the making of it do you know uh, the making of it 
Uh, at one point, a report made the internet rounds that both Infinity War and Avengers 4 together would cost $1 billion. Wow. Um, according to the Wall Street Journal, the decade in the making feature actually carries a budget close to $300 million. So they've almost made their back money back. I mean, a third, yeah, they're a third of the way there after one day. So they'll probably get the lion's share of that back this after weekend. the first weekend. Yeah. Um, and then it's, uh, you know... Then it's just get the rake the out and start pulling that money in. <laughs> and then all, yeah, I mean, this will go on for, for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then it's the, it's, you know, as with any Disney thing, it's not just the film, it's then all the kind of yeah. merch... Yeah, I think Disney will probably do all right out of this one overall. I think they seem to know what they're doing. <laughs> I, do you know what? I'm going to put them on my one to watch list. <laughs> the, the comp- yeah, here first. Tiffany V's business to watch in 2018. <laughs> a little company called a Disney. Buy your shares now, guys. <laughs> um, so that is our uh, spoiler free review of Avengers Infinity War. Go, I mean, go and see it. You're going to go and see it anyway. Because um, you've seen a few of the other ones, and it feels like you owe it to yourself to really just, yeah. you know, cap it all off nicely. Um, uh, thank, if you are leaving at this point, if you haven't seen it and you're not listening to the rest of it, then thank you very much for listening. Um, but if you are sticking with us, stick with us after the jingle. We'll get into uh, spoiler-filled territory, the the wild swamp of spoilers. Jingle. The path to pregnancy was a long one. We had. That was interesting timing. The path to pregnancy? What are you looking up? Pregnancy paths. (laughs) We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you, it won't be groovy. If you listen any further without watching the movie. Spoilers! If you haven't seen Avengers Infinity War, turn back now. Because we're going to be getting into the nitty and indeed the gritty. And if you hear what happened, then it kind of spoils it. Yeah. I mean, it's a spoiler in the true sense. In the truest, truest sense. In that your enjoyment will be significantly less. Yes. Um, and all of the mortalities um, in this film. So, uh, yeah, we'll be diving in, as ever, with Flix's patented five-point rating system, um, which will give us our marks out of five for the film. So, Tiffany B. Yes. Give us a little point, will you? <laughs> Gives a little point to a little old man. I'm only three foot nine. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I don't know. Strange. Um, okay. My first point will be a positive and it will whoop, whoop. be Thanos. Although I'd like to add a caveat to that. What I so I mean Thanos, I think that he was a great villain. Yes. Um and I think that uh, he was very well acted. Uh, very interesting, yeah. compelling. Um, and what I liked about him was that that he had a story. And yeah. as you know, some of my criticisms of other Marvel films and other superhero hero films in general is that their villains are just like, blah. Yeah. There's no reason. It's just like, I want to destroy the earth or the world mm. or the universe or whatever. And it just feels a little bit like... 
I don't know, inconsequential. Mm. You know, you're like, it doesn't matter who the villain is. It's the action that we're focused Mm. on. What are they trying to do rather than who are they and why are they trying to do it? Yeah. Whereas I think this film um, gave thought to and gave a lot of time in the film to why he's doing what he's doing um, and what he wants to achieve. And for me, I think actually it was kind of a super... It seemed kind of obvious, but I think it was a really clever move to focus the film around the villain when yes. you had so many heroes that you had to bring in. Mm. And you know that the audience know who those heroes are, yeah. so you focus it instead on the villain. And I think that that um, was really good. And I think, to extend on that, I think all, everything around him was really good. Like I say, I think he was really well acted. I liked that they gave him a backstory, reason, you know... Even though he's insane, yeah. letting an insane person talk about what they think and what they're trying to do, you know, if they truly believe it, it doesn't matter how insane it is. Yeah. Like, you don't have to justify it with logic. Mm. Um, you know, villains are villains. They're not, you don't have to relate to them or empathize with them. Yeah. But you do have to understand how, that they passionately feel, you know, they're trying to work towards whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I thought that was great. And I also think that I really enjoyed... I've kind of bunched this together, but I really enjoyed um, his storyline with Gamora. Yeah. I thought that was great. I thought she was great in this film. Yeah. Like, yeah, more so than I have thought in the previous films. I've always just kind of... She's been a part of it. But giving her a more of a stage in this one, I thought she was great. Mm. I thought she did some great acting and I thought she was very um yeah she was like a strong woman but you know you empathize with her um yeah and her story was you know tragic and interesting Mm. um yeah and I thought that that was great I really really liked all of that and for me I think that is a large reason that that relationship overall and and the time and thought given to who this villain is and what he's trying to do um was a large part of why I enjoyed the film. Yeah. I think without that, it would have been a very different film. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I really like that part. I'm kind of gutted that Gamora's dead and I'm assuming she's actually dead. Yeah. Seems um, that way, doesn't it? Because I thought she was great. Mm. And I also really liked to add on to the Thanos point, um, his like merry men, mainly yeah. that main one. Mm. I thought he was a very good character. Yeah. I don't know what his name was. The um, telekinetic one. Yeah. 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 He was very kind of compelling. He drew you in. Mm. He wasn't just the kind of thuggy. Mm. You know, I like that he had a little thing of like, I've never let him down. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Like, I will not rest. I will not go back to him with a half fast yeah. job. Um, yeah. So I thought all of that was very good. Yeah. Um, that was my first point. That was just one point, was it? Yes, well, you have to... Well, it's Thanos, it's, the, yeah. it's really him, mm. and then it's it's his relation... Him, him through the film, which was his kind of villainous presence, mm-hmm. i.e. with his, like, men and, you know, his, his objective yeah. and the way that was communicated, and then his relationship with Gamora, which brought the more human side to him yeah. and, and um, more empathetic and interesting yeah. uh, villain. Yeah. Yeah, he's my first point as well. I think he's the he's the the biggest kind of boon of this. 
in part because he was one of the big worries that I had at the beginning or before we watched the film. Yeah. He was one of the big worries because I haven't really read that much about him um, from the comics. But from what I understand, the reason that he's so obsessed with death is because death in the Marvel Comics universe is uh, personified as a, a female character, as Mistress Death. Uh, and he is in love with Mistress Death and trying to please her by killing everything. Which, to me, is kind of interesting to a point, but also not very interesting. Yeah. Because regardless of his motivation, he's then just trying to kill everybody. Yeah, and that's feels not, a little bit empty. Yeah, that's very empty. Whereas by changing his motivation into, you know, the motivation that he eventually had, like you say, it had that kind of, um, yeah, religious kind of zealot yeah. kind of... You know, not wanting to, to make it too real world, but that kind of suicide bomber kind of yeah. devotion yeah. of like, this is just what I have to do. I know in my heart yeah. that this is what I have to do. Yeah. Um, and like you say, in terms of villains, the, the best villains are the ones that are the good guys in yeah. their own story. Yeah. They're, and kind of he is the protagonist of this film. Yeah. Because he's the only, everyone else is just trying to stop something from happening. Yeah. He's the only one who's driving something forward and like, I'm trying to achieve these goals. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of the protagonist. And obviously at the end, he kind of succeeds in his, yeah. his goal. So it is, it is definitely Thanos' film. Um, and yeah, especially the at the beginning when they're on the Asgardian ship, it's like I, I, that didn't give me too, a lot of hope. To be honest, it was good in terms of setting him up as he's a fucking badass because he beats the Hulk up, yeah. and we've never seen that before. Um, but he, j- it just seemed like, oh, I'm a bad guy, and I'm gonna kill everybody, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, but then as the, the more it goes on, the more you kind of get a sense of who he is and what why he's doing what he's doing, and then especially that bit with Gamora, yeah, to show that he he is a villain capable of love, yeah, and that everything that all the awful awful things that he's done to Gamora. And I guess to Nebula as well, to a lesser extent. Yeah. He did out of love. Yeah. He's wrong. To love, yeah. It's it's a really it's not kind of love. It, it, nobody else would consider it love. Yeah, but in his mind. In his mind and his heart, it's he loves them. Yeah. And that he is then willing to sacrifice her. Wow, that's an interesting bad guy. Yeah. Um. So that was yeah a really important moment. Yeah, I think Zoe Saldana did a really really good job as well. Yeah, she is I very she was very great. Good. She's I was really good. like, mm. she kind of blew me away a bit in this one. She's very good at, um, as we can see in this, and we see in Avatar, very good at showing you emotion. In sp- There's no level of gimmickry that you can yeah. put around her that yeah. will kind of prevent her from, you know, kind of showing... Like raw. That raw emotion. Yeah. I think that must be very difficult, but she... Um, yeah. yeah. She did it very, very well. Um and yeah, just the the as a kind of a side point again, similarly around Thanos, just the CG yeah. that they used to because so I felt like so much of it was really again kind of shows that it's his film. Yeah, is he's in close up all yeah. the time. Yeah, and there's a there's an interesting thing in in some kind of screenwriting books and and kind of film theory books where it's talking about how how films show you who the protagonist is in like group settings yeah and it is whose whose reactions to things when the the camera is most interested in oh okay 
And so when something happens, when something big happens, who do we look at first? Yeah, because to sell us how we should feel absolutely. or what we should be thinking. Because then that's like, right, this is this is our person. I feel like this, so much of it's in close-up on Thanos. Yeah. To say like, right, well, this is what he's thinking. This is what he's feeling yeah. about certain things. Yeah. And you could, I felt like you could see every pore on his face, every... Yeah. As, yeah, with a lot of CG characters. And it looked like it was it was full CG. It's not like... No, you know, a bit of makeup, but yeah. then added to with CG. It looks like it's full CG, and with a lot of those types of characters, like with uh, Peter Cushing in um, Rogue One, mm. where they kind of redid him with CG, yeah. and it's like it can all look perfect, but then it's the mouth. Yeah, it's the mouth that's always they haven't quite yeah. mastered how human mouths work. Yeah, perfectly. But I feel like this. But I, then it must have been his face because it was very expressive. It looked like him. It must have been built on his face. I would yeah, think that they would have probably the the kind of performance capture bit. Yeah. They used Josh Brolin's face as the kind of yeah. base for it, and then built onto it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just incredible. Yeah. CGI, and I love seeing that. I love like every film that you go to. It feels like when the, it's a big CG thing, you think, well, this is taking it even further. They can't, yeah, this is better. the best they can be. Yeah. And then a new team does it even better. And yeah, yeah. absolutely astonishing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's his film. And uh, yeah, he, he, and he's very good. Yeah, he carried it, I think. And I do think like they must have used his face and stuff because his like expressions, his eyes, mm. like I feel like... It, they did the close-ups and stuff because I feel like he was kind of holding his own with yeah. that as well. Yeah. Like, as much as it... Yeah. Or I feel like he... They did, you know, they were doing the close-ups anyway, but he he really held it and yeah. did well. And I also think... I think that the fact that he kind of looks human, you know, obviously he's not, like, human-human, but he has a mostly human face, Um, I think was quite important at least maybe just for me but for like relating to him and for him being empathetic in some you know mm. scenarios or or human but because a lot of the villains you know aren't you don't really see a face it's a mask or it's a yeah. alien or you know i think i do think that it creates a level of detachment and you're like oh it's just a monster yeah but when it's something you recognize Mm. Um, it's built off of some kind of recognisable hu- human traits, human yeah. features. Um, I think that helps. And mm. I think they, that was a good shout to do that. Yeah. That kind of character in this kind of role. Mm. So there we go. Thanos. Point one for both of us. Thumbs up. Thumbs up, Thanos. Thanos. You bloody winner. Am I pointing? Point for me, please. Um. So I think... Uh, in a classic Marvel way, um, you have to bring up the humour. Humour. And I think that is, is important in these films. Like, I think, you, you, I know that you feel very strongly. I do. That um, when you have these kind of big, mad, crazy, end of the world, this is it mm-hmm. things, you need to have some levity. Yeah. Because otherwise you start to just get a bit, weighed down by it and um it's just not enjoyable you know um and so i think there was a lot of humor present here and a lot of you know they they always do i think a very good job of in having characters like characters that you know talking to each other Mm. and like having little Mm. spats and little moments and you know 
um, like Doctor Strange and Iron Man was yeah. kind of great. Like these two kind of very big headed type yeah. of egotistical, I am the strongest or the cleverest yeah. of all kind of thing. Um, yeah, I do wonder whether it was a conscious choice to put them together because a lot of people were like, oh, Doctor Strange is just another Tony Stark. Yeah. Like he's a brilliant person who has to learn a bit of empathy yeah. or humility because of blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah. Goatee beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, they are very similar. Yeah. Um, and so it was fun to have them together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there were, I mean, I thought also the, the Thor and um, uh, what's his name? Star-Lord. Yeah. Their kind of little jealousy and little yeah. like insecurity thing going on was yeah. really funny. Um, yeah. And I thought that he, Chris Pratt went a little bit over the top with it, but there were some really kind of nice moments where you could see his face, like starting to be <laughs> like, what's going on? Why yeah. is everyone looking at him? Or like, what, what, like, why is she, you know, that kind of jealous thing I thought was really funny. Um, I imagine that's how a lot of people feel whenever Chris Hemsworth walks into a room. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I imagine that was based on reality, on, based on him, them actually being in a film together and him being like, well, I'm kind of hot now and I've worked really yeah. hard to get this body and, like, and yet I stand next Guardians. to him and it's not really happening anymore. Yeah, yeah Spider-Man always has his little quips, his little bits and bobs going on. Um, I'm Peter. Oh, I'm Doctor Strange. Oh, oh we're using made-up names. Oh, then I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> it was very funny. Yeah. And it is nice as well. He brings a lot of levity just by his age. Yeah. That he's a kid. And it's, it, yeah, he doesn't it, take himself at all seriously. It makes me so happy that it's like, this is... That's the that's the core of Spider-Man. Yeah. I feel like they get him so well. Yeah. In, you know, it, they with the previous films, they they're good... And some of them are very good, but just the the joy of Spider-Man is that he's such a kind of audience surrogate. Yeah. He's such a, he's just a, he's just a regular person. Yeah. He's a regular teenager yeah. who just happens to be incredibly powerful. Yeah. And so he's, yeah, just, I, I just loved him all the way through. Yeah. I think with, with a film like this where realistically there's going to be two or three people who are kind of pretty key to yeah. it all, and everyone else is just going to be dipping in for little kind of bits. It allows you to really get to the core of that character. Yeah. Of like, but what but what is Spider Man going to bring thing. in his three lines yeah. in the film? Yeah. Um, and what is Drax going to do in his three lines? Yeah, in the film? he's very funny, yeah. isn't he? He has some really funny bits. I yeah. think the Guardians of the Galaxy generally kind of walk on, and you know, yeah. this is going to be funny. Yeah. There's no, you know. They, they, there's no world or problem in which they would be entirely serious. <laughs> no. Like, it's the end As of the world proves, and yeah. they're just kind of fucking around. <laughs> like, or, you know, there, yeah. there's humour inherent in everything that yeah. they're doing. Um, I think that's funny. And then there's some really funny lines from some serious characters Yeah. Um, that I really liked. Um, uh, oh, God, I always forget her name. From Black Panther... The like head warrior, woman. yeah. When she's like, "Why is the Scarlet Witch? Yeah. Why why has she been up there this whole time?" <laughs> like, and I just love that because it does. I think Marvel do do that very well of like pointing, laughing at themselves a, yeah. bit, a little bit and being like, "I kind of get this is ridiculous, yeah. but just come along with us." Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and having that kind of lampshading yeah, a little bit, and especially know, picking the, it, like, the right directly. character as well. Yeah. Of like, she's very no nonsense. Yeah. Like, we're in a fight. We need to have our best warriors yeah. here. Why the fuck is yeah. she standing in this surgery thing, yeah. worrying, fretting about vision when yeah. she could? She could have just solved this problem yeah, for us. We like, could be done. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think it's very good, and it's it's very important um, to have it. Mm. Um, and I think it, it I, I enjoy it. I think it's incredibly. It was incredibly important in this one, more than any other film. It was important mm. to have humor in this one because if you didn't have humor in this one, it would be the most depressing film. Yes. In history. Yeah, because this would it be is Schindler's List. It tough. would be just awful, super duper depressing, um, because it's just a series of like scenes Defeats. in which characters that you've grown to love over the last ten years fail yeah. and get the shit kicked out of them consistently yeah. and thoroughly yeah um and so yeah if you can't have some quips in between yeah. you, you'd be slitting your wrist uh black panther's sister mm. i love that of her being like well why didn't you just do it like this yeah and they're like oh we just don't i didn't know and it's like that's and bruce i love banner. that she's the clever one yeah like yeah and she's talking to bruce banner and and presumably commenting on what Iron Man would have done who yeah. have to this point and been like... They're the brain boxes. They're... The geniuses of the world. Yeah. Like, not just clever people. No. Um, and I love that she's just kind of young. Yeah. A woman. And offhand being like, well, why didn't you just... And she's like, what, 16, 17? Yeah. Something ridiculous. Yeah. And it's being like, okay, well, I guess I'll solve your problem for yeah. you then. Um, yeah. And it is, it is crazy. And, you know, again, not wanting to diverge too much, but... I was thinking that she represents a really important thing in terms of the kind... She makes a very strong kind of racial point of, like, well, you think of the kind of... The, the, the geniuses throughout history. Yeah. There's very rarely a non-white face in there. Yeah. But she's a genius. And, like, in some ways, why is she a genius? What does she have that maybe some other people of colour don't have? just resources and opportunities yeah that's and so true. it's like you yeah. give resources and opportunities to everybody and respect and this is what happened yeah um but yeah she was very funny it's yeah it's it's a it's a very yeah it's a very funny film in parts yeah. there's lots of laughs and lots of in yeah in a way that i think was absolutely necessary because yeah otherwise it'd just be i mean it's already a real bummer it's tough, my kind yeah. of it's my kind of absolute joy of the Marvel Cinematic Universe was tempered very heavily, I think, when yeah. we were coming out of it. Like, whew, uh, okay. Yeah, you were so, a bit shell-shocked, weren't you? Uh, yeah. I, I'm not sure I've entirely recovered. No, I don't I don't think you have. I don't know if you ever will. <sighs> Until Avengers 4, Thanos gets the shit kicked out of him. Stupid ballsack chin bitch. Um, I'm going to make a similar point, and it kind of dovetails into your point a little bit, yeah. by just saying that the Guardian were great in this yeah um i thought their introduction was fantastic because there's you know there's quips and there's jokes before they come in yeah but then they come in and it's a comedy film yeah because like you say that's who they are that's their character and yeah. just the idea of old music in space yeah. is now just so synonymous oh that's the guardians of the galaxy yeah. it must be as soon as you hear that song and you see what they're kind of establishing the to it you're like yeah. Here we go. We're yeah. in safe hands now. Um, and interestingly, in a kind of larger sense, I think this is a point about the characters or the writers being very good at getting the voices of the characters. Like yes. there's 25, 30 yeah. people that have been established in previous films. Yeah. And none of them were really like 
jarring in the way of like, well, that doesn't sound like something yeah, that yeah. they would say. Especially with like, you know, Thor coming out of Thor Ragnarok is kind of a different Thor to the Thor that was coming out of, you know, Age of Ultron or Thor 2 or whatever. Yeah. So they they kind of adapted to, to that. Um, but yeah, I thought the Guardians were very good. They immediately have their own tone. Um, but then they have a lot of emotion to it as well. The Gamora stuff was all very, very good. Yeah. I'm not sure I 100% love that they're just madly in love now. Gamora and Quill. Yeah. I kind of... And they were like, oh, I they're love much more fun as a, him chasing her yeah. and her kind of liking him but not really giving it in Being a bit him. of a, yeah, yeah, kind of will they, won't they kind of thing. Although, obviously, she's going to die, so, suppose, you know, yeah. this is when you get the emotions out on the table. Um, uh, yeah, I thought... Um, Drax was obviously very, very funny. Yeah. Now I'm moving. I'm yeah, I'm moving, but my movement is so slow that it's imperceptible. <laughs> no, I'm I'm sure I'm invisible. <laughs> Great. I love Mantis. Yes, yeah, she's I think funny, Mantis is absolutely adorable. Yeah. What are you doing here? Uh kicking names and taking ass. <laughs> Great. Love that. I have that one. And again, it's like she gets such a small thing to do. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, that's who she is. She's yeah. like this kind of naive idiot yeah. who's very kind of earnest and whatever which is very enjoyable. But what I liked about Drax, because Drax is hilarious in his kind of comedy, in the comedy side of things. But, and it was, it was as soon as we started watching, as soon as you get to the Guardians bit, and we mentioned Thanos around the Guardians, and I said to you, I'd completely forgotten. They're like, oh yeah, Gamora is his daughter. Uh, Nebula is his other daughter. Drax is kind of out for vengeance because that's his whole story. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they might die here because the meeting Thanos is that's the end of this. Either they kill Thanos or Thanos kills them. Yeah. Um, and I thought I really enjoyed Drax being serious and Drax like, no, I, I need to kill him. Yeah. I need to. Yeah. I really like that because I worried that the kind of the serious side of Drax had maybe been put to the. I yeah. mean, as it has with all of the Guardians. Yeah. Because they're so ridiculous. But yeah. I like that there is still that seriousness in them. Yeah. There's still that potential for seriousness. Yeah. Um, and the stuff with Gamora with Quill and it's like, oh yeah, he would have killed her. Yeah. He would have pulled the trigger, but it's all bubbles and that's really yeah. heartbreaking. And um, I think Chris Pratt did a really good job and especially it shows him being a, a hothead as we saw in Guardians 2 with, uh, Kurt, with Ego, Kurt Russell, when he starts shooting him. It's like he finds it very difficult to kind of keep a handle on his emotions, even though it's like just chill out for like a second more yeah. and they'll get the thing off and it'll be all solved. And he's like, no, I need to punch this guy in the face because he killed my girlfriend. Um, I love that. Group. So what is this point? Oh. Sorry, just to be... It's this is the, the Guardians. Guardians overall. I like think you just enjoyed them. Yeah, were yeah. really nicely done. They they had a really nice kind of presence in the film. Yeah. Because um, they're yeah, not they superheroes. Are. No. The others are superheroes. They're, yeah, they're kind of a bit more kind of rough and ready and stuff. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah, the funny... There's a few funny bits in there when he's... Uh, uh, Star-Lord is like you know, saying, come on and go this way and do that. And yeah. no, literally nobody's, yeah. not even like saying anything to him, just not listening at all, <laughs> just doing it. their own yeah. thing. Um, Which is good because, yeah, it's like he's the, he's the protagonist of the Guardians films. He's the main guy, but he isn't the captain. No. Because he's, nobody respects him. Yeah. He's an, he's an idiot. He's a dude. Yeah. This is a man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I love Drax getting a man crush on yeah. Thor. Of like, oh like an angel had had a baby with a pirate <laughs> um yeah so i just thought the guardians were really good um 
I thought they got their voice very well. Although I Uh-oh. have since read, I mean, not although, but just to kind of, I think I to give some credit to the to the writers for showing respect. Um, James Gunn was brought in to write some of their dialogue. Oh, okay. Um, which makes sense because yeah. it's like they are entirely his creations. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was good. Yeah. And obviously, he's then going to have to pick up the pieces. Yeah. The Guardians the three, so film. he's got to be very invested in yeah. what they're going to do with his with his children. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah. I thought the Guardians all the way through were really really good. Yeah, and it was quite fun doing the group teenage thing. I yeah. Thought. But then he turns into the handle yeah. for fucking Thor's thing. I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah. 100% with that. Yeah. All in. Yeah. Um, okay. Whew. Um, I'm going to go with a negative. And I think this... this for Sorry, me... I'm sorry. What did, what did you just say? I said, I'm going to go with a negative. Deal with it, my friend. I've got to hear this. (laughs) Um, And this is kind of something that comes up for me a lot in superhero films in general. Um, But, yeah, so this film, I think, took some liberties with the whole how are these people communicating with each other. (laughs) It just, it just, it really kind of jars me in a film like... With the, I said to you, but the biggest one was Thor talking to Rocket. <laughs> They're in space. He's in, Rocket is in a little pod thing, flying around. <laughs> Thor has got the door open to the start or something. I don't know. And they're just chatting to each other. <laughs> like, and then, I don't know. I know it's silly and it doesn't really matter, but it happens a lot. Yeah. Start, um, uh, Iron Man and Spider-Man. Just yeah. a, and he's going, you need to get out of here. I feel like saying, well, who are you talking to? Because you're just in your suit and he's just like over there. You know, it's, it, I don't know. I know it's silly and it, like I say, it doesn't matter. And, and you have to kind of, um, you know, let go of those kind of logical things. Yeah. But it happens a lot. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I did like, I must say, I did like that the Captain America team had yeah. earpieces in. Earpiece, baby. Because I was like, thank you. Team That's Cap. how you re- communicate to each other. Yes, it is important that you can communicate with each other during a fight. Yeah. I get it. Like, let's just give one little moment's thought to how that's going to happen. <laughs> and then I'll be happy. Oh, um, I just think it's funny. And it, 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 it kind of... Yeah, makes me think. Oh, for God's sake, who, <laughs> who are they talking to? Um, yeah, and I do think, as with all of superhero films, there are often moments that make you think, "Well, why didn't he do that before?" Or why, you know? Then, and, and oh, really? I think the one from Black Panther, she brought it up really well. Of like, well, why hasn't she been hit down here the whole time? Yeah, As, and I think that it's particularly prevalent with Scarlet Witch and Doctor Strange. Yeah. And, and and when Doctor Strange, um, when they're having the fight with Thanos and they're almost beating him, um, you know, he's using his, like, space thing where he's plopping out all of the villains into, like, different, you know, into, yeah. into random kind of faraway places. And, yeah, that was very and, good. And, you know, popping people in and out so they can all jump on each other and, yeah. you know, all of that. And it's great. Um, and yeah, it just... It feels like a lot like, well, what's he been doing until now? Like, yeah. if he'd just done that before. Yeah. You know? 
Um, so there, yeah, there's a bit of that. Um, and I know you have to kind of let go of that logical mind, but for me, it's always there. I feel like you can always explain it away with a little something. Yeah. But Scarlet Witch is a big one because I don't really understand what her powers are, but she seems to be like all powerful. Yeah. That's, it's the tricky thing with, with Scarlet Witch and with Doctor Strange because they have very, uh, either poorly or just difficult to quantify powers. Yeah. It's difficult to say, oh, what can you do? What can't you do? Because theoretically, Doctor Strange can be like, oh, I learned a new spell or yeah. a new incantation or whatever and I can do whatever the fuck yeah. I want. Yeah. It's got these like ropes that spring out and yeah. whatever. It's like, well, we've never seen that before. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it does take some of the kind of peril yeah. Out of there. Drama um, out of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I'd agree with that. And there's there's certain things like that you you know it's the classic Marvel thing of like oh whoa so how come Hulk's thing trousers don't rip when he yeah. becomes a Hulk it's like just because it's easier to just yeah. like just move on yeah but like everyone just being able to breathe everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything's just in English. Yeah. Like, these are aliens and stuff. There's, yeah, because I feel feel like some of the Thor films had had subtitles with um, yeah. some of the, la- like, planets that they I went to so. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that is important. Yeah. Or, or, I don't know, maybe it's not important. It doesn't really matter. It's all ridiculous. But yeah. it brings, like, a le- level of kind of authenticity to yeah. being like this is a different world yeah it's not just a different country it's a different world entirely in a different universe maybe or you know yeah it's like the the elf guy um in this film why did he speak english like couldn't he have been what is he giant elf guy what? oh dwarf oh okay yeah big dwarf yeah what Pe- were they called peter dinklage no but what were the people called like the elves they're the dwarves. Oh, they're just called dwarves. Yeah. Not something dwarves. Great dwarves, maybe? Oh. I don't know. But anyway, them. Yeah. Like, why do they... I don't know. I guess why does Thor speak English, I suppose, to that point? Mm. Um, and why do the Wakandans speak English? I don't know. Yeah. Although they didn't a little bit. There was a little bit of um, subtitling. Like, yeah. Of course, brother and stuff, yeah. which I thought was nice. Yeah, which is a nice kind of like, you know... There's a different culture here. There's a different language. There's yeah. a different... Anyway. Yeah, so I don't know. All superhero films do it. Um, I think this one did it a little bit more sloppily, I think, than some of the other films. Okay. Largely because it had so much to do. But yeah. It was like, I don't have time to like worry about that. <laughs> I'm just going to like plow on here. Yeah. We just got to keep going. Just, at the just moment accept to move on, guys. You know, we've got a five-hour runtime, so yeah. just deal with it. Like, we're cutting that doesn't matter yeah. move on um so i understand why yeah but nonetheless i do think superhero films take some liberties take some bloody and it's liberties, more, they? more like the the power just like determining who the power and why they're not using it yeah in a battle in a you know everything is at risk this is the biggest problem we've ever experienced and mm. you know it what you know the gravity of this situation is not ever understated mm. so why do the most powerful characters not really 
yeah. step in mm. at relevant moments where yeah. you think this could have really made a difference. Yeah. And I think some of the other films will be like, well, they're locked up or there's some kind of thing yeah. that's reduced, like weakened them or something. And so I think some of that was missing here. It's the, the Professor X problem from um, the X-Men films. Yeah. That's why he's always taken out very yeah. early on because it's like, well, he could just shut everyone's minds down and, and get then, them over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I can't, I can't disagree. So I will, I will accept that. So you won't punch me in the face. You're not going to get punched for this. Um, my next point is the Hulk. Yes. Um, I love the Hulk got beaten up at the beginning. It's something that we haven't seen before. I, I feel like the Hulk is a character who is really fun. When you see him just smashing everyone up, like I think it's a very cold-hearted person who doesn't enjoy yeah. seeing Hulk just go nuts. And, yeah beating up Chitari or whatever it might be. Um, but obviously that it has that's something that has diminishing returns. Yeah. As with anything really, as with all of these things, the danger is that the more you see somebody doing the same thing, yeah. the less exciting it's going to be. Yeah. Um, and so with this, I feel like they took it in a really interesting direction. Yeah. Of Hulk gets beaten up at the beginning, which we've never seen before, which potentially, arguably, has never happened before. Yeah. Except maybe in Age of Ultron with the Hulkbuster armor. Yeah. But then it could be argued that he didn't actually get beaten up. He just got beaten up to the point that it got rid of Scarlet Witch's like mind yeah. controlling stuff. So he's never been kind of conclusively whooped in the way that Thanos whooped him. And so now we were at the point where the Hulk is afraid to be the Hulk. Yeah. To come out of Banner. It's like, ooh, I've never seen that before. Yeah. And that makes me want to see like a Hulk film. Like a lot of um, the the, mo the more celebrated Hulk stories have kind of delved into the relationship between Banner and the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, and are they different people or are they different parts of the same person? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and I would be very, you know, I haven't, you know, I like the, the Hulk film, the Edward Norton one. Um, but it's not one of the better um, Marvel films, but it's fine. Um, but this gives it a story that I'm like, ooh, okay, let's let's explore that a little bit. That's pretty interesting. And I also really like the fact that it was Bruce Banner, Bruce Banner's job essentially throughout the film to just say to people, and I think Mark Ruffalo did a really good job of like, fucking Thanos is terrifying. Just shut up with whatever you're doing. Yeah. Like, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. You need to sort this out. Like him talking to Tony Stark, like... It doesn't matter who you're speaking to or not speaking to or whatever. Yeah. This is the fucking real deal, end of the world shit. So yeah. let's just sort this out. I thought he did a really good job with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they got comedy out of it. They got seriousness out of it. It's, yeah. All yeah. good. So Hulk, Hulk, thumbs up for you. Thumbs up for him. I mean, I, and I could have done that about a lot of different characters, yeah. but I just kind of picked him. Felt because this was a bit different. Yeah. I, I just like the idea of the Hulk being scared. That's something that I haven't seen in anything mm. before. Comics or films or anything. Mm -hmm. Thumbs up, guys. Okay. Um, I'll kind of piggyback off that, I guess, as a positive. Um, and we kind of touched on this already, so I'll keep it brief. But the fighting. Mm -hmm. I thought, yes, we, you know, we discussed there was a lot of fighting. Yeah. Like most of the film, once we kind of get into the swing of it, mm -hmm. is fighting. Um, but, and usually that is, you know, very disengaging for me mm -hmm. but uh i i thought this film did it really well and yeah. i think 
the reason that I was trying to think why, why is the fight, fighting interesting? And I think there are a couple of things. One, I think that they are a little bit more creative with it mm-hmm. because he's so like a one-on-one punching fight. He's obviously yeah. just going to win. He can beat up the Hulk. So mm-hmm. that's not really yeah. where we're at. Um, particularly the, the Guardians of the Galaxy one. Yeah. Where they're kind of all working together and they all use their relevant, you know, mm-hmm. skill sets. I thought that was really good mm-hmm. and really interesting to watch. Because yeah. like I say, it was a bit more creative. Um, but also I think if, if you think about it, each team, you know, are fighting and, or, you know, whether they're fighting him or his people or those dog things, um, uh, it's, it's forwarding the story. It's forwarding some part of the story. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's talk, it's this stone or this thing mm. and this journey, their journey. And I, I think it works really well in not being the culmination and I think maybe sometimes that's where I have trouble with the films is you know it's all leading to one fight. Mm. Um, and and it can feel a little bit kind of anticlimactic in some yeah. ways. Whereas this one feels it feels grueling. Mm. It feels like this has been a this is a battle. Mm. This is a war, you know, like an infinity war. <laughs> But it feels tiring. It yeah. feels like it's not like, okay, let's just do a load of chatting and we'll have a little mini fight and then we'll build up to a big fight. Yeah. It doesn't feel as formulaic mm. and as, as kind of paint by numbers as some of the other ones do. Yeah. This feels um, like, yeah, it feels like it, the whole film is a culmination mm. as opposed to just a final scene. Yeah. Um, and so I think the fighting was done really, really well. Mm. And normally with fighting, I you know I lose track of who's who and yeah. what's going on. And again, I think the reason that didn't happen as much was because the um, villains were a lot more human. Yeah. And you know it's really easy having as many characters as they did to always have someone you recognise on screen in yeah. a fight. Because normally it'll be like, oh, and here are some other people that are involved in the fight. Yeah. And so you've got good guys and villains that you don't necessarily recognise. Mm. Or just grunts. Yeah, you yeah. know. Um, whereas this was like, okay, so now here's the Wakandans fighting uh, against them. And now here's Hulk. And now here's Scarlet Witch. And now mm. here's et cetera, et cetera, you know. So you're always kind of engaged or like, oh, what's he doing? And what's going on here? And yeah. It feels like it's consequential. Um, mm. And it, it chips away towards that final kind of goal. Mm. You know, having the five stones, I think, actually was a really good idea. Yeah. And to have them all be battle, you know, fought for in this. Yeah. Meant that it was like, it was a gradual and kind of um, almost in a kind of Shakespearean tragic end. You know it's coming. It's an inevitability. Yeah, that that is quite enjoyable to, mm. to go on. And I think... And a, a review that you read said, you know, it started off as like an operatic tragedy. Mm. I feel like that's what this was. Yeah. It had that inevitability mm. of some of the great tragedies mm. of, you know, this is going to happen. Yeah. And you just have to sit and watch it. Yeah. But there's something very compelling about that. Yeah. Um, and so I thought the fighting actually complemented the story rather mm. than for me normally it. It's just something I have to get through. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 And it's it, there's something very... Um, I don't know. It's it's something that Marvel are, are, are very good. And again, I, I hate shitting on DC, but it, it has, no, you don't. You no, love I, it. No, I don't. You I, love to I, shit on DC. I don't it's love, your literal favorite thing. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's just that's always the kind of closest comparison yeah. to what 
the Marvel films are trying to do. And I feel like DC doesn't do anywhere near as good a job of portraying the characters that it has as heroes. Yeah. And I feel like to that end of like, this is, this is something that, I mean, to them, obviously they don't know they're going to lose, but they know that there's a very good chance they're going to lose and they're fighting anyway. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the heroic thing. Yeah. To, to, to be up against insurmountable odds and to not give up, to just say, why well, I'm going to keep on going because that's I have to keep bravery. on going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's, that's the, that's the Spider-Man thing of his kind of, you know, self-esteem issues as a regular person goes into every fight thinking that he's going to lose, but he goes in anyway because he's a hero. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think the the fighting was all very good. I think they did a good job, but even just like the fights weren't particularly long yeah. when they happened. There wasn't any kind yeah. of grueling, like 15 minute fight. Yeah. They're all fairly short. Yeah. They're all in different settings. Yeah, maybe that's... So there's different... There's variation going along. There's different types of things, like some quick little fights. The the one in Scotland yeah. with Team Cap against the two yeah. bad guys. Very efficient. Yeah. Like, you like this... They know what they're doing. Yeah. They're really a well-oiled machine. Yeah. And they just kick the shit out of them, which was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I... Th- yeah, I thought the action was very good. Consider Yeah, considering they had to do so much of it, I think they kept it. They yeah. did an admirable job at keeping it. Yeah. Um, interesting. Is that also your point, or are you just complimenting mine? I'm just complimenting you on yours, babe. So what's your next one? My next point is we've got to talk about it, babe. We've got to talk about it. Oh gosh. Ballsy ending. Ballsy. Ballsy. In what? What do you mean? In what superhero <laughs> film in history has the bad guy just won? Like, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Just this... this. I mean, it very rarely happens in films, full stop, where the bad guy wins. Yeah. But to be in a superhero film, to be in a, a, a kind of a Marvel, everything's happy, everything works out for the best, to be in a Disney film... Yeah. I mean, it, it has that same thing as, like, Rogue One, where it all... I mean, they, they succeed in, you know, setting forth the blow. But all the characters die. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this is, oof, that's a really brave choice yeah. by Disney to have this um, this ridiculously big film that's going to make a ton of money and just say, yeah, and then, and then the bad guy wins and half the good guys die. Yeah. You're like, whoo, okay, okay, that's, I wasn't, exp- I mean, towards the end, I was like, well, he's going to get them, isn't he? Yeah. He I, has and to. I, I was kind of worried that, well, not worried because it's. I mean, worried, yeah, because it's not how you want the film to end. You want the good guys to win. Yeah. You're like, oh no, he's gonna win, and he's got. And I thought the the click was gonna be the end. Yeah. Um, but he clicks, and then people, everyone just dies, and then it's the end. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. What was this? Yeah. Um. So yeah. So this is a pro, though, right? This you? is a pro. Yeah. Because yeah, it's super brave. Yeah. And super. Um, yeah. Un, kind of unexpected and like powerful that the good guys lose. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, I don't know, it has, it has a slight sense of cheapness to it. Mm, Cause you know, it's not the end. Because you know, it's not the end. And because this is clearly, because at the big, if, when it was like Avengers part one and Avengers part, uh, infinity war part one, infinity war part two, 
next year, yeah. at least you'd go in thinking, well, this, this isn't is going to... This the you first know. chapter. Yeah. Yeah. But with this saying, this is Infinity War. Yeah. This is this is a standalone film. It's like, but it's not, is it? No. Because it, you know it's not the end. Yeah. Because of the characters that they kill off. Yeah. And, and that, the fact that those characters have films coming up. Yeah. And that was kind of a shame because, like, Groot dies. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Fucking Groot's dead. And Gamora. And, I mean, yeah, but, like, okay. in terms but of in the, the ending. the dust thing. The, who got dusted out. Dusted out horse. Um, Groot dies. You're like, oh, wow, that could be an actual thing. Falcon dies. Yeah. Oh, my God, this is crazy. Bucky. Black Panther dies. Uh, Bucky dies. I'm like, oh, no. Bucky's, like, everyone thought, oh, Captain America's going to die, and then Bucky becomes Captain America. Bucky's dead. Oh, my God. Black Panther dies. Oh, right. So they're all going to come back. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. So this is another thing. <laughs> yeah. So of... who's going to click their fingers yeah. and reverse it now? <laughs> yeah. Which be- which becomes a, a, a big question. Because a good guy has to have it. A good guy has to have the gauntlet. And I imagine, yeah, it will be a, a case of like it needs somebody to put the gauntlet on. And because they can kind of rewrite reality. They'll go back and fix it. They'll go back and fix it, and then they will destroy the gauntlet and the stones, so yeah. nobody can do it again. But it yeah. will kill them as well. Uh, yeah, maybe. maybe. Why would it kill them? I don't know because, because. rules makes it more heroic. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then also uh-uh. you get Black Panther, and he fades away. And you're like, right, okay, so there's sure, okay, it's not happen. yeah, that's... we'll see you again. Don't yeah. worry. I'll I'll see you in 2021, T'Challa, yeah. or yeah. whenever your next film's coming out. Uh, and then Spider-Man starts to fade away, and you're like, oh, right, so Sp- or Mantis, I think, Yeah. fades Doesn't, away. Um, Doctor Strange. Yeah. He fades away. Yeah. Um, Doesn't um, Drax, or does he die? What uh, maybe Drax does as well, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, and you're like, well, I hope they come back, because otherwise Guardians 3 is going to be just Quill and Rocket. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, and then, yeah, so they, and you kind of, the, the emotional impact is lessened. Yeah. A little bit, and then Spider Man starts to die, and you're like, oh, right, so Spider Man's gonna fail. But then Tom Holland says, no, fuck you. I'm gonna make you care about this in yeah. a real big way. Yeah. And just as he did masterfully in Spider Man Homecoming when he's trying to push the girders off himself. Yeah. He's trying to get that strength, and, and he's screaming out because he's scared, and you're like, oh my God, this is a, I forgot that this is a 15 a year old boy. Yeah. Oh, this is awful, and he doesn't want to go, and he doesn't want to go. And then his last words to Iron Man: uh, "I'm sorry, you know, oh, Peter, oh, Peter, you are truly the best of us. We do not deserve a Spider-Man." And I'm crying, and it's all awful. Um, and then Thanos just sits down, and he just smiles because he's one, yeah. and he's content. You like. And then fucking directed by John John Andrew, so you're like, fucking hell. Yeah. That's Ouch. there That's we go. Rules. Yeah. Especially because, yeah, if this has been ten years in the making. Yeah. And you're just killing off all of <laughs> these people that you've made me care about. Yeah. But I do think, yeah, I mean, you know. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know because firstly, there are characters who you know will continue to live because they have films coming up that they'll need to be present for. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, because because the impact is too huge. There's too many of them. Yeah. You know, if they'd, if they'd been like a few of the sub-characters, mm. 
you'd be like, okay, fine. Mm. Maybe this is just a way to clear out characters efficiently. Yeah. But there's too many of them. Mm. It's not, it's not going to happen. No, no, it's absolutely not going to happen. Um, and I think there's, there, you know, there will be deaths in Avengers four, Yeah. but it's not these deaths. No. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a heck of an ending. It's, you know, it's not the most enjoyable ending, but that's a gut mm. punch. Yeah. That's uh that's a, yeah. That's a real gut punch. Yeah. That's a, this is not your average yeah. Avengers film. Yeah. This is, this is something different. We, yeah. we don't give an F anymore. We have made the rule book and we can rip it up. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll see you next year. Are you not going to buy a ticket for next year? Sure. Okay. Yeah. We'll see you next year. <laughs> um, yeah, that's kind of a similar thing to, to my point. Uh, not exactly the ending, but. It, it's linked in the sense that I liked that 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 this did have emotional consequence to it. Yeah. That didn't feel hugely manipulative, and yeah. I think it was partly why I really liked Thanos and and Gamora's story because Gamora, like, I mean, I, I keep going on about her, but you bloody um, love her. I thought she was great, and I thought some of her scenes and things were like so moving. Yeah. When she's like, "I need you to promise that you'll kill me." Yeah. And like. Yeah, with I just thought it was really like mm. this feels big. Yeah, this doesn't feel. And then when like, he's got her by the neck, yeah, and she's looking at Quill, and she's like, "You promised." Yeah, like you have to do this. Yeah, it's like, Fuck. yeah, um, yeah. So some of that stuff is like pretty moving, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. Some of the ending, the Spider Man part, um, yeah, yeah. Definitely, you realize he's a kid and he's scared. And, like, who doesn't get emotionally invested in that? Mm. And you see a kid being like, I don't want to go. I don't want to die. Yeah. You're just like, whew, okay. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Rocket and um, uh, Groot, you know, when he's like, no, no, no. Yeah. You think, Because oh. he's seen him die before. Or yeah. what he thinks yeah. he's dead before. Yeah. And it's like, I can't do this again, man. Yeah. So it all becomes very, like, and and even you know essentially for Thanos, him yeah. having that emotional yeah. you know reaction to losing Gamora, they getting hit, tears yeah. out of Thanos. That's a tough thing. Yeah, and and Scarlet Witch killing Vision. I thought that yeah. part was really like. Whew. Yeah, and she did a really good job as yeah. well. I thought. Um, yeah. And, so and and uh, Paul Bettany, I think. Yeah. In a kind of, it started off. It's like he's really in pain, but then there was almost a smile at the end. Yeah. Like he was like proud of her. Yeah. For for doing the right thing. Yeah. It's like oh, oh yeah. don't cry again, Jesus. Yeah. So it's very emotional, and it's very. Um. I I liked. I I thought about it, and I thought actually, I think that there's too many moments where people are making personal sacrifices and mm. they're similar sacrifices yeah. um in that they're sacrificing the person they love for the greater good and you know they have to be the one to pull the trigger on their yeah you know it's all very kind of um unlikely in that yeah. sense that multiple people are going to have to be the ones that kill their partners yeah. or whatever um but I, I guess, you know, ultimately the good thing about it is it's all feeding into the theme of the film, which is that kind of what would you sacrifice for yeah. a greater good? And yeah. Thanos is part of that. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, uh, all of those people that I've just mentioned. Mm. Also, uh, Scarlet Witch, um, Gamora as well, she's sacrificing herself. Yeah. Because she, know, you know, um, Star-Lord sacrificing 
a woman who loves like it feels like there's a lot, like even to some extent, Iron Man sacrificing Pepper Potts and being like, I can't, yeah. you know, she calls him and says, you need to come home. And yeah. he's like, I can't. Mm. Kind um, of sacrifice themselves. Spider-Man yeah. like sees a massive thing in the sky. No second thoughts of yeah. like, oh my God, this is yeah. like, I'm just going to go into space. Yeah. Cause fuck it. Yeah. And there's some like direct, like, will you sacrifice your love, you know, for the greater good? Mm. And uh, um Black Panther sacrificing Wakanda. Yeah. I think that's a really yeah. kind of crazy moment. Like I say, for me, that was the greatest loss of all. Mm. You're like, Jesus, you've just, this is it now. Yeah. There's no more Wakanda. There's mm. no, um, yeah, so all of that, I think I think it was good that it was emotional. At first, like I say, when I first thought about it, I thought it was too much. But actually, I think it was it was on theme and it was, it was interesting and compelling. Um, to have these kind of emotional, personal sacrifices that, mm. that a number of people were making along the same theme of, like, um, what would you give up for what you believe in? Mm. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I thought, and uh, I think it's, it's interesting, it's good to have a film that, you know, um, uh, leaves you with a thought. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. Like, what is this film about? And I think it's about that. And I yeah. think that, that, um, is is yeah like the sign of a good film. I don't often have themes. No. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. It's yeah, you make a very very good point. I you know I'm not always, <clears throat> I think clever enough to see these kind of things and to kind of um, I don't know formulate these kind of ideas. So yeah, that's a really good point. Thanks. Murder. That was my final point. That's a great point. A great point to finish. Do you on. have a final point? I do. Um, what is and it? I think, as you know, with these kind of things, I like to have a point, and it's generally the last point that I uh, focus on a moment okay. that I either really like or really don't like. Okay. Um, and this one is a positive. What? Um, and it is the the uh, moment where, firstly, it's a great little uh, rocket moment. Where he sees Thor, yeah, kind of going through something. He's like, right, well, I've, I've, got, to be I've got to be a captain, yeah, because you know, to that point, you get a sense that it's all kind of bravado, yeah. It's like I just want to be the captain so I can be called the captain and no one else yeah. is the captain. But this is like, right, okay, so there's a responsibility that comes with being a captain. Goes and talks to him, and Thor, because I was kind of a little bit worried because I love Loki, yeah. And let's oh, yeah. let's he light a candle for Loki getting choked out and having a heroic sacrifice himself. Yes, because he loves his brother. Yes, and he's he's finally redeemed. Yeah, he he is finally in doing a position right where thing. he's doing the right thing. He's not just looking out for himself. Yeah, that's incredible. So his story's so as much as it's awful that he's dead, it's like he he's had his character arc. He's had his character arc. He's done the right thing. He he is. Um, he accepts his place as Odin's son and as Thor's brother, and he he, yeah, he's he's looking out for others. Tries to kill Thanos, does not work, and I was worried that with then Thor going straight to the Guardians of the Galaxy and them having that whole like oh it's jealous and whatever, and I'm like excuse me, Loki's just fucking died. Yeah, <laughs> like can we just have a little moment for that? But then the 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 performance of Chris Hemsworth, who is one of the best casting yeah. decisions I think yeah. that Marvel have done. Yeah. I think it's him and it's Tony Stark and it's maybe Tom Holland as well. Yeah. Um, 
that are, you can't really. They just are those characters. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and his th- that kind of speech about his father's died and his brothers died and his best friends have died and people his Most people his have people died. died his sister has died his mother has died, um, and he's talking about it in very much in a in a kind of. I don't know. In a, in a, it was almost kind of in a kind of PTSD kind of way. Yeah. Um, and he is, he's kind of soldiering through it, and then he he kind of, again puts that behind that kind of Thor bravado that he used to have. Yeah. That he that he you know needed to learn the humility from, but it kind of brings that up, I guess, kind of regressing to former points before he lost everything. Um, and talking about you know Thanos is just another you know he's 1500 years old he's killed you know twice as many enemies as that lots of people have stood up to him every single one of them has fallen he's going to be absolutely no different yeah Um, and it's and it's all kind of it's kind of funny yeah and it's kind of because he's just like oh yeah oh my mother was killed by a dark elf and it's all you know crazy and obviously he's talking to Rocket, and so Rocket's being a little bit flippant about it, and it's funny. Yeah. And it's this kind of, fun, you know, okay, so let, yeah, we can deal with that in a kind of funny way, I guess. At least we're addressing the fact yeah. that he's lost his brother. Yeah. Um, and then Rocket says, "But what if you? What if you lose? What if you don't beat him?" And then Thor just says, "Well, then what else have I got to lose?" And, you're like, yeah. and it's it's that. It's that thing that I think having this humour, having the, that kind of Marvel style of making fun of things and seeing the light of things and seeing the levity of things allows you to do because then you just pivot very quickly into... a, a And it, it comes from the performance. Yeah. Of it's a, it, be, again, becomes a real gut punch. Like, oh, shit, you feel it. Yeah. You really feel it. And I just think that was so well done. Um and then obviously he gives them somebody else's eye and it's all really yeah. funny and goes back to it. But you... Yeah, why did they do that? I don't know. Anyway, sorry, side Yeah, point. I don't know. Um, maybe it was just awkward to have the eye patch or whatever. Yeah. or I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was a really, really effective moment. Um, and yeah, it really worked well. Yeah. Um, and showed what a good actor Chris Hemsworth is. Yeah. Shows, and again, that's, that's a moment that you can't have Unless you've seen him in a trilogy of films, you've seen him in two Avengers films, yeah. and you've seen him lose all of this. Yeah. You can't, that moment doesn't mean as much. No. Uh, so it really, yeah, that, that's kind of the kind of epitome of, of what you can do in a film like Infinity War after having built up all of this goodwill over yeah. the, the pre- preceding years. Yeah. So yeah, I thought that was really, really good. Yeah. Really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it has the weight of that previous context Absolutely. that makes it work. Because mm. otherwise it would be a moving moment, but yeah. it would be less. Yeah, if know. he's just telling you about these things. Yeah. And it's it's that weird thing whenever whenever you have something like this, and it was kind of the same feeling with when you're watching Logan as well, mm. and you're watching him, you know, kind of go towards this inevitable end. And it kind of makes you think back to, you know, I was making the joke about what were you doing 10 years ago, but it's like we've lived through these yeah. things with him. It's like yeah. it's it's something that's built up over over a decade. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, yeah, forces you to, to kind of come to terms with everything that you've, I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's, yeah, a bit, uh, it did it really, really it well. It was a good moment. Really, really nice moment. And, yeah, really kind of, 
yeah, kind of summed up what's, I think, what's great about Marvel and what their kind of the manner in which they make films is allowed that it's a moment that, that they have earned. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is that, That's, have we reached the end of our point? I think we have. And our time on this earth. Our time on this earth until Ant-Man and the Wasp. Which is next Comes week. along <laughs> as a lovely uh, sorbet. Yes. Of like, hey, it's a giant Hello Kitty Pez dispenser. Hey. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which I am well up for <laughs> I'm really if they lose if Ant-Man and the Wasp lose I'm going to be pissed off I want it, I want it to be frothy and delicious and hilarious and light and wonderful and I think it will be I think it will be um, so what did you give it in the end? four four out of five where, do, where would you place it in terms of other Marvel films or maybe in terms of other Avengers films so you've got 2012 um... Avengers you've got Age of Ultron Avengers and you've got this one I think this one's, I think the first one was probably the best, then yeah. this one and then the other one. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, I think that the first one was just very enjoyable because it was the first. Yeah. And it was very fun. And yeah. It had a lot of funny kind of moments of them coming together. Yeah. Um, Which this didn't necessarily have as no, many of. Not as much in terms of like clashing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess because the fate of the universe is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, come on, guys, keep your quips to yourself. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, yeah, so I, I did think it was very good. I, I did enjoy it, and I, I think that it, it had a tough job to do, and mm. I think it did it well. Yeah. But for you, five out of five? Five out of five, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, And where yeah. does it sit? You, the I, same? I, I would agree, as, yeah. yeah. It's not as good as the, the first one. The first one, I think, is... The pinnacle The pinnacle of, of cinematic history. Um, but yeah, uh. I, yeah, I, I think that, yeah. I mean, for me, in terms of enjoyment, they're all five stars. Yeah. All of the Avengers films, because yeah. it's just such a joy in seeing all these characters interact. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. I, I would like to... I think it's always important if we're giving a... I think it should be a rule that if we ever give a five-star review or we ever give a zero-star review, yes. we have to give something, even if it's not enough for an entire point. Uh-oh. We have to give something to just to kind of weight it on okay. the other side. Um, and That's so it. I will say that um, there could have been a bit more um, of the the characters fighting together. Because okay. in, in, like you say, you got it on that fight on Titan. Yeah. Um, little moments like Star-Lord jumping on the little yeah. things that Doctor Strange was making. Yeah. Just little combinations of powers that you couldn't get in an individual film. Yeah. I think that's the kind of joy of these kind of things. Or Spider-Man, like, swinging off somebody. Yeah. Or, like, you know, Black Panther and Captain America doing something. Or I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Just little things, little kind of combos of powers that you couldn't yeah. get in their individual films. I think that's the, the fun of these films, is that you can kind of team up a little bit. I don't yeah. know. Um, and also, as much as um, I don't think you needed particularly strong characters from Thanos's little gang of buddies, mm. the Black Order, um, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more differentiation in maybe their powers. Yeah. Because there's the guy with the telekinesis, perfect. You kind of get a vague little sense of character from him, but yeah. he's the, he's he seemed like the main one. Yeah. Then you've got the gi- the giant guy, no words, but he's obviously big, he's strong, he's got like a big hammer thing on a chain. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. 
But then the other two, or th- I mean, were there two others or three others? There was the girl. Maybe three. There's the, the one with the the uh, big like axe type thing. Yeah, big kind of bladey yeah. whatever. But yeah, the fact that we don't know whether there was two others or three others. Yeah. Is indicative. Like, just give them a different weapon. Yeah. Or give them a different. I think that's all you need. Yeah. Because there's no time to introduce them as proper characters, but just give them something different to kind of. Yeah. I don't know. Mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, neither of those are big enough for a point. So I'm sure they weren't. Five on five, baby. That's yeah, about as much enjoyment as I can get from a from a film. In spite of it being tough. It was, yeah, it was a tough watch because there's a lot of losing, a lot of losing in this one. But yeah, uh, yeah very 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 uh, admirable. And uh, enjoyable, admirable in terms of like impressive. Yeah, it's an impressive job. I don't. Yeah. I still don't know how they did it. No. Which leaves so next year. Obviously, we've got so Ant Man and the Wasp as yeah a little an amuse bouche, just to kind of clear the palette before the next course. <laughs> then we've got Captain Marvel in March, um, which as we see from the post credit sequence, is, she's being called upon. Yeah, so it's going to be so she's going to be the key. Why she's not. Involved. Involved where, where, is she? where is she? Because this is going to be set in the nineties, um, so it's going to be kind of past vibes. Yeah. Which yeah does beg the question: what, where is she? What's she been doing? Blah blah blah. So there's lots of questions to be answered in that one. Yeah. Um, and then Avengers Four will be May third, so pretty much yeah, almost exactly a, a year away. Yeah. Um. And the the Avengers team will be the Holy Trinity, Cap, Thor, Iron Man. It will be War Machine, I think he survived, Rocket Raccoon, mm-hmm. Star Lord. Black Panther. No, he's gone. Oh yeah, of course, sorry. Um Okoye, maybe. Yeah. So it's it's an interesting little uh Merry Man. Interesting little team. What about Scarlet Witch? What's her face? Uh, yeah. She didn't die, did she? No. What? Um, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson. Black Widow. Yeah, she's yeah. still there, which is good. Yeah. So that will be our. Uh, that will be our team. Maybe having a bit of uh, having a little bit of Hawkeye dropping in. Saying, oh yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I missed the last one. What have you been up to? Or maybe he's dead as well. We don't know. We don't know. We don't. Um, yeah, so we've got all of that to look forward to uh, in the next year. So that was, yeah, our spoiler-filled review. Tiffany B, thank you so much. You're welcome. I do so love talking about these films with you. You just love talking about these films. Especially with you. Well, I'm pleased I'm ple- pleased to be here. <laughs> um, that was our spoiler-filled review of Avengers Infinity War. What did we learn? We learned that... Well, we were surprised by... No kind of real deaths amongst the big three, which was our prediction. Yes. Iron Man, Captain Man, uh, Captain America. <laughs> Keep on calling <laughs> Captain Man. Iron Captain Man. Man and Hammer Man. <laughs> and Thor. And I thought one of them would go. I yeah. thought it would be Iron Man. And just to get in my little prediction, yeah. I think he will die next time. You think he's going? In some way related to Spider-Man being yeah. his saviour. Because he mentioned about wanting to have kids. Yeah. And I think this is going to be his chance to, like, be a father figure to Spider-Man. That's, yeah, I think that's a very good shout. 
Um, so next time, I think that's what will happen. So we learned that there were no significant deaths in the yeah. in the big three. Yeah. But we also learned that Thor is truly the hottest of them all. <laughs> yeah. We learned that no matter where in the galaxy you are, <laughs> everyone be pervert over Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah. The pirate angel god. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs>